Hey there, retail leaders. It's Steve Worthy. Before we jump into our episode that I know you are going to enjoy, I've got a little something that I think you'll like. You know how we always talk shop and we share insights here, right? Well, I put together this newsletter. It's called Worthy Retail News. Here's what it does. It allows us to continue our candid dialogue. It's another way for us to provide straight talk conversations and stories and even some more behind the scenes perspectives from top professionals in the retail industry. Just click the link in the show notes to subscribe or better yet, you can go to worthyretailnews.com. It's just that easy. Worthyretailnews.com. Trust me, it's worth a look. All right, let's go ahead and dive into the episode. Good day to you, everyone listening. No matter where you are listening from, if you are listening while you're walking, while you're running, or while you are in your car, I just wanted to say thank you so much for joining. Welcome to The Worthy Podcast. Hello, I am Steve Worthy. I am CEO of The Worthy Leadership Group. One of the things we're going to talk about today, we're actually going to talk about the three critical elements to the leadership journey. One of the things we want to start off with is the premise. The idea of everything that we're going to talk about kind of fundamentally and um, goes off of these couple of things that we're going to talk about right now, which is everybody has a leadership journey. Everybody. It doesn't matter who you are, where you are, what you do. You have a leadership journey. You may not think that you do. You may not think that you are in a position as a leader because of the role that you're in, that you're currently in or the position or the title, if you will, that you hold, but everybody has a leadership journey. And so we're going to start with that idea in mind. And so it's a matter of you kind of thinking about your perspective, thinking about who you are and where you are just a little bit differently today. And then we're also going to talk about everybody who is in this journey. You have a seminal moment where you were able to either get a learning, take away something from a conversation with someone. Whether or not you did anything with that seminal moment, that's a whole nother story. So we're going to talk about that one as well. And I'm going to give you my seminal moment here shortly. And then the other piece that ties into this is that if you are called to lead, then lead. I know that is not earth shattering. I know that is nothing probably new, but it's not about what I just said. It's about the action that you take with that phrase. If you are called to lead, then lead. So then that pulls me into my seminal moment as a leader. I was in the Air Force right out of high school, 18 years old. And as I was going into basic training at Lackland Air Force Base, I have no understanding why, but the TI training instructor made me squad leader. I had displayed no interest in being a squad leader, but he made me squad leader. And so that is pretty much me leading a group of about 20 guys throughout the entirety, if you will, of our basic training. I had no inclination for leadership at that time in my life. I think there were moments in my life as a young man where I was leading, but I think I kind of shied away from it and pulled away from it just because of the responsibility that was associated with it. So I said, I'm not doing this. Mentally, I said, I'm not doing this. And as we were 
going through this process of basic training, I've continued on the mindset of, I'm just not going to do this. I have no clue why this TI put me in this position. How do I get out of this situation? Some of you may be thinking the same thing. You've been put into a leadership situation where you feel unequipped, where you feel like, I have no clue why my boss chose me to be in this situation. I feel completely inadequate and that's okay. But we're going to talk a little bit more about that. And so I figured out a way to try to get out of this. I said to myself, well, I need to do something disruptive, something that's just going to draw attention to myself that I, that he will say, worthy, you're done. So I did that. I, as you well know, or those of you who are in the military, when you're marching, you are marching. You are not bebopping as they called it back in the day. And you are not just walking. You are literally like marching. And so I decided as the squad leader not to really march. I started walking. I just started kind of sashaying, if you will. And he noticed it a couple of times after the second time. So you're not squad leader anymore. Put me to the back of the line. I said, cool. I'm out of there. I'm done. Don't have to do that anymore. We get back to the barracks. He calls me in. Big guy. Intimidating. Probably like six, seven. Massively deep voice. And just has such a presence. Needless to say, I was nervous when I walked into that room. He proceeded to tell me, Worthy, you think you got out of being a leader, don't you? I know what you did. You intentionally tried to get out of being a squad leader. I said, well, it worked. He said, you're not squad leader anymore. He said, but you are latrine queen. And <laughs> at that point in time, so I'll give you a paint a picture real quick, and then we'll move on to the next aspect of what we're going to be talking about. But latrine queen is pretty much me being in charge of cleaning with a group of other recruits, cleaning the entire bathroom. And we're talking probably about 60 like 18 to 26, 27 year old dudes. Right. So I, I would have probably, if I had thought about it and been more savvy, I would have probably thought about staying as a squad leader instead of now having to figure out how to be what we call the latrine queen, which is you are focused in on cleaning and making sure that this bathroom for 60 dudes um, who are sweaty and, and nasty and we're doing drills um we're doing pt tests we're doing all these different things and now i'm responsible for cleaning this bathroom well long story short i made it work i figured it out i delegated i realized where my skill sets were which is communication galvanizing people and then i appointed people to my weakness and, and some of that is making sure that different aspects of that bathroom were not used. And so I employed <laughs> sort of almost like a bodyguard mentality to areas of that bathroom. And we won several awards throughout the course of basic training. And I was thrust into this leadership position. And that for me was a seminal moment. And I'm quite sure some of you have very similar moments. If you haven't, I would just think back over your career but I would also think that if you haven't, why not? What are you doing differently or not doing to put yourself in a position where you can excel, where someone will see something inside of you that you didn't know that you had yourself? And at the end of basic training, that's exactly what he said to me. So worthy, there was something inside of you that I knew 
would be able to be a leader. And he, he reiterated what he said to me in our first encounter. He said, when you're called to lead, lead, find a way to do it, find a way to do it. All right. So let's move into the three critical elements of leadership as we talk about it from a worthy leadership group standpoint, right? Because of course, this is the worthy podcast, but it is a production of worthy leadership group, which is our executive coaching firm. And we do facilitation and we also do speaking engagements as well, as well as executive coaching. So it is called the gym approach. And it is really based off of three strong words that I've been able to develop over the course of my career. I think as I go through them, you are going to see some similarities probably within your career. But here's the thing about these as well, is that it is not a one and done. So when you think about what we're going to talk about today, you will probably go through this several times because as you move through different roles, typically you have to not reinvent yourself, but you have to figure out a way to get a new team galvanized. You have to understand a new boss. You have to understand, for those of you who are business owners or organizations, you have to understand how to do a different product launch or a product adjacency, or you may have competition that has moved into your your marketplace and they're taking market share from you. So what do you do differently? Then the other side, and the most probably most important part is that as a black and minority leader, there's the adaptability that's probably a little bit innate with us, within us. And so how do we tap into that innate ability to adapt quickly, but more importantly, make sure that we understand that it's part of our success process is that we make sure that we adapt, but make sure that we go through these three critical elements as quickly as possible for success. So the first one is growth. Hello, community of listeners. You know, one thing I know to be true is that every leader is on a journey. For you to be successful, you must truly be active in your own journey. Hey, I know this to be true. As CEO of Worthy Leadership Group, our executive coaching firm, I've been in business leadership for over 25 years, helping other leaders grow. But here are three things that I know to be true to help you move from ordinary to significant. The number one thing is that you must understand where you are within your journey. Number two, you must understand your authentic self to be successful. And then number three, you need a thought partner to help you develop an actionable framework so that you can achieve your personal and your professional goals. Because here's the thing, every leader that I know, they want to create significance in their life, but also in the lives of those they lead. Now it's time to take action. So you can do this in two ways. You can schedule a discovery call at worthyleadershipgroup.com slash now, or you can click the show notes and that will take you directly to the page. Hey, before you go, please hear this. Your journey starts today because you're worthy of so much more. Now let's get back to the episode. Everybody's journey is similar in certain ways, but it's also dissimilar as we progress through the journey. And then I think it goes without being said is that as a black and minority leader, our journey is individually and also comparatively different than our non-diverse counterparts. There is an aspect within our leadership where we may feel inadequate. And this has been from a socialized and a, maybe a systematic circumstances 
that have caused us as black minority leaders to feel in certain instances that we don't have the right competency, that we may not be able to communicate, you know, our messaging the way that it should be to get our point across. Then the other aspect is that will people follow us? Will people follow us? And these are just inner voices. These are aspects of, are we good enough? Then, then it's also the aspect of the imposter syndrome. We've, and if you haven't heard about the imposter syndrome, there are so many podcasts, there's so many other papers out there that talks about the, 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 the imposter syndrome. And so it's a matter of we don't feel, we feel inadequate. And then that over time, we may feel like we are going to be found out when in essence, you are adequate. You are more than adequate. You have the ability to do whatever it is to be successful. But the other side of this growth piece, as we talk about, is the organizational side and how maybe sometimes the organization may view black and minority leaders. And that truly just has to deal with unconscious bias. I know there's other elements. This podcast would be so much longer if I had to bring everything else into this, but I really just want to focus in on unconscious bias. One of the things that um, we've done as a organization, we've done a couple of different workshops for organizations worthy leadership group, and we've done it on diversity and inclusion. And one of the biggest pit stops that we have when we're doing the workshops is about unconscious bias, but learn stereotypes that are automatic, un- unintentional, they're deeply ingrained, and but they're influenced by our behavior and our past and how we were either raised or socialized, but they impact each leader differently. Whether you are a hiring manager, whether you are a supervisor looking to promote someone, these unconscious biases play a massive role in the overall leadership development for black and minority leaders. And so when we're doing these workshops, we truly focus in on how do we help organizations move past these unconscious biases as well. So what's the solution when we start talking a little bit about this growth and how do we become better at it? For anything to grow, first and foremost, it needs to be planted. I think we can all agree with that, right? Maybe I'm just using the plant. Let's just use a plant, if you will, because of course we know as human beings, we, yeah, you know, actually as human beings, we still need to be planted. And we'll talk about that here in a second as well, but you need to be planted. You truly do. This is the most important aspect of the leadership journey. For those of us who have been in the business world and we've been, whether it's doing business development or we're doing solution analysis and we're trying to help organizations kind of, uh, get from point A to point B, we talk a little bit about what we call like a gap analysis, right? So the gap analysis, the very first part is your current state, like where you currently are. And we do this a lot. We do this in our coaching sessions and we do it for organizations as well. We truly focus in on the current state. That is the most critical aspect, because if you don't get your current state correct, if you're not honest about your current state, if you're not realistic about your current state, doesn't matter where you want to go. It just really doesn't matter. If you are traveling, you know, and you break out, let's just say one of those old maps it's for those of us who are old, we remember those, the old paper maps or the Atlas that we used to have in the car. And if you want to get to say New York city and the first thing that you do when you open up that map is what 
you have to identify where you currently are. And if you don't identify where you currently are, doesn't matter where you want to go. So you have to be planted and you have to have a form of identity. And there is, when I think about black and minority leaders, when we start talking about this idea of identity, one of the first things that we end up doing is when we introduce ourselves to each other or we introduce ourselves or we think about who we are, one of the first things we identify with is this sense of school. Where do we go to school? Where do we live? Things like that. And those are 100% fine. But there's something deeper. In this growth phase, you have to identify where you are because it makes up your foundation. You have a place to go back to. You have a place to reconnect with when things are tough and when situations in your life are going the way that you need them to. You have to have a place to be able to reconnect and go forward. The other aspect of this growth phase, if you will, is self-awareness. And this kind of ties into what we just talked a little bit about is how do we make sure that we are self-aware? What does that look like? There are so many personality tests that are out there, DISC, Myers-Briggs, things like that. And one of the tests that we use and we talk about a lot is the Enneagram test. And this podcast is not sponsored by them, but we use them. It has changed my life. It has changed my perspective. But it provides a tool for us to really talk about where you are and where do you want to be. And so as we go through this growth phase, we talk a little bit about making sure that you are planted, having a greater sense of self-awareness. And that is understanding who you are and your strengths and your opportunities because the tendency is that when we truly know our strengths, we will over leverage our strengths in order to get things done until it doesn't work anymore or we're not getting the result that we need. So when you think about where you are within your business or your organization, when you think about where you want to go, are you planted? Do you have a really good self-awareness, are you able to cultivate and truly understand who you are, your opportunities, your weaknesses, your strengths? But here is the last piece, and then we'll move on to the, the next element, is are you willing to discover new aspects of your leadership, new aspects of who you are? Because if you're not, you're just going to stay the same. doesn't matter if you're planted or not, because if you're planted and you, you're you not willing to grow, then guess what? You're going to pull yourself up out of that situation. You're going to not talk about where you want to go. You are going to stay where you are. And for a lot of us, there is a fear that's associated with moving from growth to this next phase. And this next phase is what we're going to talk about, which is going to be empowerment. Well, community of listeners, I really hope you enjoyed learning a little bit more about the first phase of our gym approach, right? So our gym approach stands for grow, empower, and multiply. 
the first phase, of course, for us is the most important because it sets the foundation for everything else you do in leadership. It sets the foundation for who you are and who you will become as a leader. It helps you create self-identification, your leadership voice and your leadership prowess. All the things that you aspire to be are formulated in the growth phase right? Just like a plant, right? It has all the things it needs for success inside of its DNA. It just has to be expressed. So it's important that you get this phase properly in your leadership journey, because if you don't, everything else will become a little bit more difficult. So join us for our next episode, where we will talk about the empowerment phase of the gym approach. And before you go, we just want to let you know about our brand new newsletter, which is called Focus on When. You know, the word, the acronym WHEN for us means what's important now. We try to help leaders understand what's important now in their lives, professionally, but also personally. Because if you can take a pause, if you can understand that you need to have some measure of introspection of who you are, the greater your leadership will become the more influence you will have. So once again, you can connect with us for our brand new newsletter, Focus on When, at www.worthyleadershipgroup.com slash now, or you can click the link in the show notes. So as always, we thank you for joining us for The Worthy Podcast. Have a great day and God bless. Okay, okay, okay. Before you go, before you go, hey, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being a massive part of Retail Leadership with Steve Worthy. I got to tell you the ideas, concepts, and also the challenges that you guys face out there as retail leaders, you know, it keeps us going. It is the fuel that helps us um, create these podcast episodes. And we just want to thank you so much. Please, if you have more ideas and things that you're dealing with or struggling with that you want to hear about, let us know as well. Also, if you're interested in working with Worthy Retail, let us know. If you want to learn more about the campus, we have links in the description as well. So, hey, I will see you in the next episode. Have a great day and God bless.